Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome, everybody. And here we're at Through the Game Bind. And we are going to talk about the Summer's Game Fest. More specifically, the Xbox uh, Showcase. Now, I know I'm a little bit behind. All this was last week. Maybe a little bit longer by the time this episode comes out. I know I've been putting episodes out to you guys recently. A little bit of a personal update. Uh, I've been in the middle of the ocean doing uh, Neptune's business uh, for a while. And I will be doing for a while more. So my connection is very scarce and far in between. So I am also personally behind on gaming news and information. Uh, As soon as it got signaled, first thing I did was uh, look up the showcase videos, try to catch myself up. A bunch of interesting things were announced. So I had to talk about it because it's relatively new for me. And maybe if you didn't want to sit down and spend two or three hours watching it, you could spend, you know, this 10, 15 minutes kind of getting a catch up, hear anything you like, look it up specifically. But aside from that, time to get right up to it. When we start, we're going to start today discussing uh, the games in particular. I believe that what, eight, one, two, three... Four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight games out of the whole Microsoft showcase that I specifically had and a lot of interest in. There were, I believe, over 20 games announced throughout the whole showcase. And I will be announcing all of them after, but I did not I go to that on all of them. And I will not be going on this episode or else this episode will be hours long, similar to the showcase. Now... Uh, first one we're going to talk about uh, was, honestly, and if you watch the showcase, the first three that displayed, first three on my most anticipated list, Fable. Now, if you ever played any of the old Fable games, they're relatively old. I believe Fable 3 is on the original Xbox. I, I played Fable 3 or 360 when the 360 came out. I might have to look into that. Uh, I might be wrong in that information, but it's definitely, Fable 3 is definitely an older game. And we haven't really heard much of it since. It's been a while since we really got any new uh, adaptation of the franchise. Now, when they announced this Fable game, it's titled Fable, not necessarily Fable 4. This will be kind of like a... It will serve as a a reboot to the franchise. So it will technically be simply Fable. Now, in the gameplay trailer, they did show a little bit of gameplay, some... Uh, footage. Now, all of it was in-game footage. None of it was CGI animation, like, you know, those movie scenes that aren't really 
in the actual game, just more of the advertisement. So even the the animated scenes or cutscenes from the game, uh, they said. And so you're in this world where you're basically a tiny person in a tiny world with giant people or normal people as well. And so they try to keep grasp of kind of like that original fable lore and concept and gameplay and playstyle while still making it modern and up to date with you know today's you know uh, technology graphics and things like that. Now it definitely seems very interesting. I love those older sword fight type games. Um, the trailer does start with the narrator giving a speech and then you come across the narrator which is a very interesting play and then you that's when it kind of displays that the narrator is a normal sized human and you are not and so yeah in that game the animation is is pretty amazing a lot of people after the video came out when i was looking it up were saying that they thought the video was like an animated trailer nothing to do with the necessary gameplay originally and well it's wrong they uh later announced that it's all part of the game so that's a pretty the compliment in itself towards the graphics and uh the work they put into the game um the gameplay is very similar to like fables gameplay definitely looks a lot more smooth a lot more fluid but it is that you have a sword you have a, a ranged weapon and you're going you know fighting along that type of play style now next on our list is south of midnight that one got my attention by its music it starts off with someone playing on a form of a guitar uh i'm not 100 sure if it's a banjo but a musical instrument and he's playing blues music while the character which seems to be the your character the protagonist the main character walks up and starts asking them for this creature creature comes up uh, later on and you see them get ready to fight the creature and uh, and go from there. It's relatively short. The music really grabs your attention. The artwork honestly reminds me of Apex artwork. Uh, it's like good animation, good artwork, but definitely it has that like cartoony cut vibe to it. But I really like it. It seems really good in my opinion. The music, uh, I talked about the music enough, but uh, the gameplay grasped me that concept of uh, magic gameplay always gets my attention. And so it's a magical, realist, occult adventure game, as per the description on Steam and other articles. Uh, it's an exploration of folklore, uh, which is some of the creatures that you're going to be fighting and beating and some of the NPCs you'll be encountering it's uh, forms of southern folklore so I also think that's a new and interesting take you don't really come across that often in gaming and so that game is by Compulsion Games uh, next on our list we have Star Wars Outlaws which has been one of the first games I've been seeing trailers and people talk about on TikTok and social media and that game looks amazing one of the main two of the main things I really like about this game is you're not playing the hero. In most games, you're playing the hero, you're that guy, you're the chosen one, 
you uh, even in a lot of games depicted in the showcase, you're the, you're the guy who was lucky enough to stumble this or get invited to this or encounter this, and now you're the one everyone's counting on all of a sudden, you know, in this whole universe. You're the you're the one that's going to change it all. In Star Wars Outlaws, you're just kind of another outlaw. You're just an everyday citizen in the Star Wars universe, and you're just playing, you know, role playing in that scenario, you're not necessarily the hero or the Jedi, you're just surviving for the most part. At least as they depicted and talked about in the showcase, it, you know, became so far from release and obviously things can change by then. But another thing I really like, it kind of does go more into the bandit and smuggler type aspect of Star Wars, which you also don't see a lot, you know. It's always Jedi, Sith, um, even or like Rebels, Empire, you don't really go across and mess with the smuggler's lifestyle or role-playing that adventure in most games, or at least not most games I've seen. And I love Star Wars, and I've looked at most of them, other than, you know, games based on Han Solo, and most of the Han Solo games are on a lot older consoles. But, so it's a very interesting look. Now... That uh, release date for that, it's TBD. It hasn't been announced for Star Wars... Uh, oh, no. For... I got my numbers confused. For Star Wars Outlaws, it's projected to release in 2024. For the previous two games I stated, South of Midnight is TBD and Fables TBD. They did not give a projected uh, date of release. Not even a year, or most of them, they kind of gave a projected year, saying that it should be coming out next year. But number four on our list is Persona 3 Reloaded. Now, that game is a remake of a PlayStation 2 game where you play as students uh, investigating anomalies that turn out to be the Dark Hour, and you kind of combat shadows. If you've played other Persona games or experienced them, it's definitely very similar gameplay, kind of like anime-type games, or anime-type game. A lot of dialogue, a lot of amazing story, or at least in the Persona games that I've watched and played a little bit of. Persona games are definitely on on my my backlog of games that I need to get around to, especially once they come to Game Pass. Uh, once they came to Game Pass, and this one will also be coming to Game Pass upon release. But this is a good one to keep your eye out for, especially if you like those story-based games, uh, especially if you like some of the newer Personas that came out. Um, this one definitely seems like a good one being remade. They are changing a little bit of the details, so it's not an exact one-to-one remake. Uh, they're changing a little bit of the story, a little bit of the play style, but still keeping it within the Persona 3 game theme in regards to the main plot. Next on our li- uh, list is About. That one's by Obsidian, which is also the creators of Skyrim. Now, the graphics also look very similar to Skyrim as well as the gameplay. And definitely, you know, medieval-ish, it goes more into, excuse me, it goes more into the realm of uh, magic and kind of mythology. So Avowed is, let me pull this up, Uh, it's a sword and sorcery mythology lore RPG type game. I know that's a lot jumbled up into one sense. I believe I have the description pulled up here. Uh, Nope, those are for two other games. But, you know, that one looked really good. Uh, the biggest talk about that one was the graphics warrant uh, of the this gen. 
uh, graphics weren't up to this gen- generation consoles. But this game was announced a while ago, and they kind of stuck with the graphics that they were originally created the game with. I think that's a smart decision, personally. Because a lot of the time when you see these games, games take you know years to make, and by the time the games start to come out, consoles of tech advanced, they try to keep the game adapting continuously, and that's when you run into a lot of bugs and processing issues when the game comes out. I think trying to keep it relatively within the in the parameters of the game which you originally created for, I think is going to ultimately have a better result. It definitely seems like a really fun game. I mean, if you love Skyrim, Skyrim is one of the most best-selling games. It's been living almost as long as GTA V, uh, and so it's one of those games that just carry on from year to year to console to console. Uh, I think this game is going to do pretty similar. Similarly, it seems pretty vast. I like the fact that it dives more into magic and mythology. You come across creatures and uh, mythical creatures a little bit more than you would in Skyrim. It's more based off of that. With Skyrim, you know, you have cities based more on just medieval, uh, medieval era. But yeah, I'm making sure I got everything uh, in that one. Now, this is all this information. Just a little side note is based off of what I got from the original direct. I will be seeing the extended showcase where they dive deep into all these games uh, later on and do another podcast on that if it's not too late in, you know, the timeline. Because if the months from now, obviously, you guys probably heard everything you want to hear and there's going to be new, more updated gaming news to talk about. But hopefully I get that out to you in the next couple days or at least by next week or so. So that game's also projected 2024. Now, next on our list is the Necron DLC Shadows of Mordor that's part of the Elder Scrolls Online now this one uh, I really liked it got me thinking more into the Elder Scrolls series making me want to kind of hop back into it which is a pretty nice feel for DLC that's why they add them to try to keep people into the game I played Elder Scrolls uh, when it first came out me and uh, my friend group and it definitely it definitely was an amazing game it just never hooked me for some reason and this one definitely is uh, bringing me back to it. It's making me want to try it out. But lately, I've also been in, a, in an RPG mood on MMORPG, so a lot of them have been capturing my attention lately, to be quite honest. But uh, to talk about it a little bit more, uh, the plot details, Laramil, the wise, agent of Hermes, Mora, drafts players into stopping a conspiracy against the Prince of Fate. The story unfolds across the Telvani Peninsula that involves Vermina, the Dark Lady, and Perite, the Lord of Pestilence. Now, forgive me if I butcher those names, but for some of those titles, it's definitely harder pronounced words. But yeah, it definitely seems like a very interesting storyline. Uh, it makes uh, if I could get a good enough group. I think most of those MMORPGs, what matters is if you get a big enough group to play I recommend going back in, looking at it, especially if you like games made by Obsidian and those type of games. The playstyle is definitely the same as every Elder Scroll playstyle, just with adapting and continuous stories, which is good. Now, seven, right? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seven on our list is Starfield. I'll be doing a separate podcast releasing Monday about Starfield since they decided to have their own direct on it. 
very vast and informational direct, showing a lot about the game. I thought it was really amazing. I recommend if you're excited for Starfield, I recommend checking it out. They they go into every little detail about the game, you know, kind of like reassuring, I guess, the consumers and the, the the gamers out there that this game is gonna be it's gonna be a good game. You know, this there was a lot of doubt. There wasn't a lot shown in regards to gameplay. Not even a lot of information put out in regards to the game itself. Just that it was going to be fast, it was going to be big, and that was really, and it was going to be space. And that was kind of like all we really knew. And so this kind of shows us the the vast amount of options and details that customization you can do to in this game and really make it your own. But I'll go way more into that in the next episode. So we're going to skip that for now. Last on our list, number eight, is still Wakes and Deep. Now, anyone who follows my podcast knows I love horror games. The Steam description of this game, So Wakes the Deep, is a return to a first-person narrative horror genre for the Chinese Room, creator of critically acclaimed games such as Amnesia, The Machine for Pigs, Everybody's Gone to the Rapture, and Dear Esther. You're an offshore oil rig worker fighting for his life through a vicious storm perilous surroundings and the dark freezing north sea waters all lines of communication have been severed all exists exits are gone all that remains is to face the unknown horror that comes on board now this one we deal with all these weird and uh mysterious creatures that come on board it's a horror game dark ship gloomy uh scenery definitely right up in my alley to the game that i have on my steam wish list that I'm gonna just to keep me updated on when the game comes out and definitely a game I'm gonna play when it comes out on Xbox and Xbox Game Pass that one's projected uh, 2024 also I forgot to add uh, Necron Shadows of Mordor uh, came out June 5th of this year so it's already out if you wanna hop in you wanna play hop in there try it out now we're gonna quickly cover the rest of the game uh, I'm just gonna kind of like speed run and shotgun down the down the titles now i did like my own little rating system when i put down the title on what i thought of it and it's honestly was uh because i'm also uh on the ship so i can't sit there and go too in depth i'm doing things simultaneously so i my my method which i'm actually probably going to keep for a while i think it's plain it's, it's simple it, lets me know what I need to know, is an arrow up and arrow down or just a line for good, bad, or like medium. I don't know yet. So I'm going to say the game, I'm going to say up, down, or flat, or even. I'm going to say level, up, down, or level. Even. even. I like even more. I'm making this up as, as we do this. So uh, let me know what you guys think of this. And if you guys like it, I'll keep it. If not, I might change it up a little bit and make it a little bit more interesting. Alright, we're going down the list. You have 33 Immortals. Uh, seems like a roguelike game. That one's down. Payday 3, FPS, level, Sea of Thieves, uh, Monkey's Island. I'm putting that up. That's making me want to go back into Sea of Thieves. That with a lot of other news I've been hearing about the game. I've been trying to message people to get a group of folk in to get a good pirate crew for that. But that's a conversation for a different time. Uh, the Dune DLC on Microsoft Flight Simulator. That's level. Uh, Sensua Saga Hellblade 2 up. Like a Dragon Infinite Wealth level. Fallout 76. 
Atlantic City, up half of the Nottis, level Forza Motorsport, down. I just never, that's a personal preference, not that big of a fan of racing games. Overwatch 2, PvE mode. That one, I honestly put a question mark because I kind of heard uh, through gaming news that the Overwatch team canceled their PvE. I know they got a lot of whiplash for it because that was one of their main selling points, so maybe they're back on board on the PvE uh, mode. But they did say when they announced the cancellation of it that they're canceling it because it wasn't a good product. And now, I guess, due to the whiplash, they're going to release it anyway, which puts me in question because if they know it's bad and they're going to release it anyway, it's just going to lead to more negative... Uh, news, oh, what's the word I'm thinking of, press, more negative press on their part, but we'll see how that goes, Persona 5, Tactica up, Juicent level, Dungeons of Hinderberg up, Cyberpunk Phantom Liberty up, City Skyline 2 level, Metaphor Refanzo up, Powerborn up, Clockwork up, First prod, oh, uh, that was a side note description. Clockwork up, and um, yeah, that one. Clockwork is one I, I did want to go a little bit more into, but just didn't have the time for it. But I might be talking about that more upon its release. It definitely seemed like a really amazing game. I recommend checking it out. But that's really it for today. I know this episode's running a lot longer than our normal episode. It was a very large showcase, so I appreciate you guys sticking with me hearing it out listening to these games i hope you guys enjoyed this podcast it's been it's been a while i'm hopefully going to try to record some in advance whenever i have connection and try to get them out to you but for the month of june and the beginning of july uh it will be a sporadic set of episodes just giving you guys a heads up i will let you know once i hop back on a regular weekly rotation but aside from that i hope you guys have a great rest of your week or actually weekend for you guys and uh Take care. Be safe, everyone.